I thought about this the other day. I'm like, oh man, someday Peter Cullen is gonna die. Now hopefully he's doing like Tupac and just banking lots of dot prime dialogue. Oh, he's, he's just log. He's just constantly recording everything so you can cut it up. Exactly. He's like, and he's reading out of the dictionary. The, read all your articles. Welcome to the Autopod Decepticast, your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. God damn, that's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. That's good. Let's shorten that down. Ah. Let's knock some words out of that. That's up to you, dude. I am your host, Aaron, <laughs> and I am here with my two rigid and very sexually potent co-hosts. <laughs> rigid and potent? That's right, turgid. That's another word. Everybody's hard. <laughs> We're just... I'm, Ra- I'm Ryan, and my dick is on point. <laughs> I'm Caleb, and I'm just hot, glad to be here. <laughs> and uh, we are here to discuss. This is our episode 13. We're going to cover minute uh, minute uh, 13. That would be from 12:01 to the 13 minute mark. And um, quick episode recap. Last time, uh, if you listened, you'll you, we talked about the uh, poorly planned attack on Hot Rod by Blitzwing and Shrapnel. Yes. Um, Hot Rods, uh, he has kind of a lack of uh, thankfulness towards Cup for saving his life. Yes, the auto brat. <laughs> That's right. Uh, says, in essence, shut the fuck, Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Some we to need... the man that just saved his life. That needs mm-hmm. to be a t-shirt as well. Shut the Actually, fuck, Cup. Actually, somebody write that down. <laughs> I did. I wrote it right here. <laughs> Okay, excellent. Yeah. Uh, Cup has some great acrobatic moves. He he's quite the tumbler. Yeah, and he spins on that turret, bends it up. Yeah, he spins on that bends turret. Tells Hot Rod to bends it up. behave himself, and Hot Rod's like, stuff it, old man, and then down the hill they go. And what else? Uh, oh, and I thought that Cup and Hot Rod may be the biggest shit talkers since Starscream and Megatron. But you could agree with that point, if not the point, obviously, from two totally different relationship dynamics. Oh, you mean as like uh, there's a certain eh, I still don't think it works cuz no, like there's either. a hostility in Megatron that is just yeah, like contempt. A... Well, there's some contempt in Cup for Hot Rod, but I do think <laughs> it comes a... from a place of like Love. you yeah, you need I'm trying to teach you you stupid fuck. <laughs> yeah. So those guys after uh, escaping death and they're they're buzzing back to the city. The minute mm-hmm. opens up with Perceptor, and he transforms and uses his his microscope. His microscope. Are we both gonna have problems with this? <laughs> I think all three of us maybe. Uh, he uses it, his microscope as a telescope. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, right off the bat, it feels like we have a problem, right? Well, I I rationalize it this way. I'm like, again, they are not the things they transform into. True. They are mimicking They're those mimicking things. Them. So it makes. But why? But, I know, I know, I know. But also, why a microscope? But um, like no, no, no. ever to be let's just, ever. Right. Let's just get this out of the way. Why anything? <laughs> sure. Okay. I think it does well, make more sense that, of course, he would have telescopic capability. Yeah. 
But also, yes, it's like mm, it's the very opposite of what <laughs> it is. Okay. What all mode is supposed to worth do. Worth commenting on, but not no worth like losing any sleep. Right. Oh. <laughs> I lost a lot of sleep over this guy. It, yeah, it's problematic. <laughs> the writers, I'm just picturing like he's got a scope thingy. Let's let him just do that. There's a lot of scope. Well, just telescopic zooming in on shit in this movie. Isn't Why couldn't he have just had a visor like? Hot Rod and somebody else yeah, that we'll somebody see. Somebody that we'll see soon. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, I would, I contend that maybe if they were being invaded by microscopic sized Decepticons, he could see them. This would be he would Ultra be awesome. Magnus, <laughs> look down here There's on billions, the ground. <laughs> billions of billions little, tiny of little, Decepticons. Yes, billions of bacteria. He's like a. a what is a, a a thing that you're a germaphobe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're ev- ultra magnets. They're everywhere. Not me itching over me. Help. Oh god, oh, they're attacking me. I am shocked that that wasn't a scheme used by Megatron. Shrink all the Decepticons down to microscopic That's a size, great idea. so they could go invade undetected and get inside the Autobots and cause them all kinds of problems internally. That's and gr- and Perceptor gr- and Perceptor saves the day because he's the only person that can see small Cut things. What a what a dumb idea. Who's ever heard of Transformers going inside a larger Transformer and blowing them up? Copyright Autopod Decepticast. We're going to write that fanfic. Because that is a brilliant episode. <laughs> All right. I was making a. I know. No, we Unicron. Got it. Unicron. Okay. No, I'm <laughs> he had to get his line in. Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to let you lose. Caleb, you had a good line. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, it was good. That was stupid. Nope. Make fun of it, Caleb uh, Corner. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. The. Uh, let's get let's get that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> next up, we are introduced. Uh, he, well, he sees he sees all these Decepticons coming at him, and he's like, "Shit, I better go check in with these motherfuckers." And those motherfuckers are uh, Ultra Magnus. We've got Springer, we've got RC, and we've got Blur. He lets them know we're at a tactical disadvantage. We all figure out what that really means. Is they're outnumbered. Um, I have issues with that. Uh, all right, actually, go ahead. Uh, because they're not really that outnumbered. Whenever you actually look at who's attacking the Decepticons, depending on if you include Laser Beak and Buzzsaw, which don't appear, um, the Decepticons have between twenty-three and twenty-five guys with them. The Autobots have at least nineteen, not including some random people that you see just running around. So. I mean, they're not all that outnumbered, especially from, like, a tactical uh, scenario of of being in a fortress. They're not in such a bad situation. So it's like, Perceptor, I mean, I Still, I I agree with Ryan, though. I think, I mean, they're in a fortress. They're in a fortress with huge guns. Yeah, lots of people find out. And they should be wary of anything like this happening in the first place anyway. It should be heavily defended. Yeah, right. and it, it is, and easy. they transform Autobot City, which is awesome, coming up, to, okay. not to jump ahead, but love that part. Anyway. Uh, and this is also where we change from the uh, the uh, Dare soundtrack to the Decola. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, so I love this uh, illustration yes. and angle at 1219, where uh, Springer has... Uh, he, Somebody's wrist coming cannon. at him, a wrist cannon flips up, and he fires, and it is Starscream, it appears, that he is firing at. Yes. 
And well, I paused on a place That's at 1221. There's a perfect circle yeah, right in the center mm-hmm. of the screen. Oh. The, several things to say about this. I think uh, Springer, uh, again, showing uh, the one-off, like like they the Transformers are wont to do, one-off tricks they can pull out of their, like Springer's wrist cannon, uh, yeah. Prime's uh, plasma axe, yeah. um, all this stuff. Uh, but also, like, Starscream is everywhere. It's true. Like... All of the Subcons are just arriving, and Starscream has shot at Cup and Hot Rod already, yeah. and now is here uh, shooting at uh, Ultra Magnus and Springer and mm-hmm. uh, RC and Blur, and soon to be in a wholly different place. But he's all over the map. He's, yeah. Well, he's he's trying to climb up that that ladder of. Uh, <laughs> well, he's, yeah. He's you know. just badass. Yeah. I mean, it, it, true to, and the thing in like the cartoon is why did was Megatron keep him around? Because he's fucking he's a badass. Yeah. Like he is really powerful according to his specs. I would like, think when Meg- Megatron sits down with Scar- Starscream for like his quarterly review. <laughs> <laughs> I shot at Hot Rod and Cup. I also shot at Ultra Magnus and all those new guys we'd never seen before. I mean, sure, I didn't hit anyone. But... And I can see Megatron being like, yes. <laughs> he never gives them, like, there's always room for improvement. You didn't hit them, though. Yeah, there's always room for improvement. I can't give you full marks, Starstream. <laughs> Nobody gets full marks, though. Don't worry about it. Sure, I'll let you pull my trigger, but... Oh. All of our Megatrons are terrible. <laughs> we have the worst Megatrons. <laughs> so Starscream fires at these guys. Mm-hmm. Another awesome sequence. They jump out of the way. Um, I, I didn't mention... Look at his thumb. <laughs> what about it? It's massive. I mean, it is huge. One thing I do like about this movie is I think they changed the dynamic of how they animated hands. And it seems like a really weird thing to pick up on. But in the previous, in the the cartoon, the Mm -hmm. the G1 cartoon, seasons one and two, I feel like the hands were always a lot more rounded, like human hands. Like the fingertips were rounded. And this is where they kind of started to square things off a little bit. Yeah, which I like better. I do too. I think it just, I mean, it looks more robotic. And and you can even see it's tougher to transform. Whenever Cup is pointing at Hot Rod in the previous minute, it is round, but there is also some squaring off shading. Right, right, right. So we're introduced here to Springer, RC, and Blur. Most of us had not met them to this point. Who? Um, what, well, most of us have. There's been some people that have met them up to this point. Well, technically, oh. maybe because I I don't know the dynamic behind this, but there was an episode that was never released in the United States. It was only, re- and I don't even know if it was technically released in Japan because, as far as I know, only half of it was animated. But there's a lost, quote-unquote, episode called Scramble City that... Uh, uh, have you heard of uh, Scramble City? I have heard of Scramble mm-hmm. City. Gotcha. It's a, and basically, it, 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 it's, it's really mostly about two things. It's about the idea of Metroplex, uh, a.k.a. Ottawat City, and combiners. It's like uh, combiners and how they can... like com- like their parts can go on to other combiners mm-hmm. and shit can get crazy when that happens mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And, okay. and, and, and I think hot rod is in that episode. I know ultra Magnus is in that episode and so is Optimus prime. And so, and maybe I can't remember. I haven't watched in a while. Maybe Springer and blur and some of those newer guys are, but it's meant to be a transitional point between the show and the movie. Um, but I don't know if it was ever broadcast cause I don't know that I've never seen, 
a finished version. Like I've seen, there's like a 15 minutes where you see something's about to go down, mm-hmm. like a fight between maybe Triptychon and Metroplex. God damn it! I should. Why isn't Autobot this. City Metroplex? Is it just another thing of like it's too much to introduce another huge character? Uh, or just I guess it would change. We've the had dynamic. this conversation Did before. We? I think uh, well, not not on on oh, the record, no. but I I think we have had debates on whether this Autobot City is, is Metroplex. Metroplex. Yeah, and I don't know for a fact. And I what I'll, maybe I'll, we can bring this up again. I'll watch Five Faces of Darkness because I think the whole point of Five Faces of Darkness, which is the five parter that takes place after the movie is they need a transformation cog yes. to transform Metroplex. That's introduced Metroplex. with the cities of like there's a transformation cog. And that... So uh, I don't know. They know, they don't call it, they don't refer to Metroplex in the show here. Obviously. But I always assumed that it was Metroplex. I, that's what I thought when I was a kid. When I saw it I'm like oh that's Metroplex. But they call it all about city. But um, So Ultra Magnus, a bad toy or the worst toy? I, I mean, Ultra Magnus. Really? I had him. I did I too, cool. but it's just white Optimus. <laughs> it's racist Optimus. <laughs> Inside of a plastic shell. I mean, he doesn't even have articulation or anything. Call him he does. His walk. arms go. His arms move. <laughs> his legs don't. That's as good as most Transformers. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a pretty bad toy. <laughs> uh, Ultra Magnus. Oh. Wasp. Waspimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, another point about what we're looking at right here. What seconds? Uh, Twelve twenty-seven. Where uh, um, Ultra Magnus gets up off the ground, and there's that camera spin around. Mm-hmm. I would have said like that's a Michael Bay shot, but um, he has not seen this movie clearly. That's so. true. <laughs> but I, Michael I, Bay has not seen. I guarantee he's not animated. seen this movie. It, that's. There was probably a watch party or something at his house, and he was just like getting drunk and trying to figure out which model he was going to bang. Is basically what was playing in the background. Wow. That's my guess. For real? That's like a thing? Yeah, that's in People magazine. He was like, I was fingering this broad. And I. Jesus. (laughs) No. Come on now. We don't like. That is. is, uh, I don't like his movies. That's slander. I don't like his. Yeah, I don't like his movies. uh, But we don't have to. We don't have to accuse him of sex crimes. Yeah, yeah, alleged. We've Uh, introduced Springer. Springer. And uh, so these are all, with the, with the exception of Perceptor, these are all new characters. That these we're are all get. new characters. That's Nobody, cool. if you were a kid, you were mm-hmm. like, "What so, the fuck is? Right. Who are these where, fucking people? Where were they in the first season? Were they on Cybertron?" Nobody knows. I would say no oh, explanation. That's a good question because, like, that was four million years ago. I mean, we can assume that Cup is old. He had to be over there He's doing prob- some shit somewhere. Yeah. So they um, and they're all and when they when they transform, they're in you know they transform into future like into I, past yes. future. Like, they do seem what, yeah. what cars would look like in two thousand five kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And Blur is a hovercraft. I mean, he doesn't so, touch the ground. So what I don't know is if they are transforming into what cars of the modern Earth, what they believe two thousand five Earth future oh, would look like, or they just. By this time in 2005, we presume that all of humanity knew no, about the about Transformers. And so there's, there's no, there's just their Cybertronian modes. I don't know. I think oh. that's very good. I would, Except, I would, don't know. Mm, they don't address although, it ever. Again, I mean, going back way back to like the first episode where there are, are helicopters on Lethone, um, there and shouldn't be a helicopter on Cybertron. There's but, te- Tetrajets, too. Don't forget about the Tetrajets. The Tetrajets, the Seekers. That's right. The that's cone right. heads. That's so right. <laughs> I will say. I will say that. Let's. I would say that I would probably wager that they're transforming into their Cybertronian modes, but I think. I think they're trying to do a future car. I get it. 
So they're all new. This is an 85. Either way, they're, it's they're, 2005. Yeah. yeah. It's the future. They're either new robots or they were hanging out on Cybertron and now they've come down to Earth because humanity is a, is, is aware of Autobots. They've built a huge city here. True. <laughs> Earth is a, In, a power source right, for the Autobots and the Autobots are strategically trying to win back so their So we're getting all world. this introduction. Blur was a great toy too. Like, so Blur, uh, I love this uh, little sequence mm -hmm. here where Blur is kind of introducing himself. There's shiny lights. You, I love the motion yes. effects there. I like really too nice. how they blur literally blurs. <laughs> and uh, again, another great shot of Ultra Magnus. He's blurred. All right, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me, Max. Well, let me. John Moshita. And uh, what about, so Ultra Magnus is giving them orders. He's saying, he's telling uh, RC and Springer, hey, you guys. Go transform the city, why don't transform you? Transform Autobot City. Blur's yeah. like, what can I help? And he's like, uh, you stick with me. <laughs> or we'll, we'll go, oh, sorry. No. We'll, uh, what can I help? <laughs> we are going to go alert others. Perceptor, mm -hmm. he's been given the command to go find Blaster, and we need to communicate. We need reinforcements. We're in trouble talk, here. Go talk to Prime. We're in trouble. So everybody transforms, goes their separate ways. Uh... RC is a little concerned. They've got to transform the city. They know that's but gonna probably close some things look, off. Look how he's kind of like oh, yeah. grabbing her by the wrist. It's not cool. <laughs> he's like grabbing her by the wrist. Well, that is uh, twelve forty-three. What we're the, looking at. Here's the question. I mean, are you thinking? Are they boyfriend that, girlfriend? Well, that's thing one. Is it, he cares about her? He's trying to get her out of danger. B. Uh, he's just being like a 1950s style it hero is, thing. Sexism. It is super sexist because you would never do that to a male quote unquote Autobot. <laughs> I would I would be okay if I saw him doing that. I, I would be more forgiving of him if I saw him also doing that to male Autobots. Grabbing them by the wrist and leaving them around. <laughs> yeah, and the impression in the I guess it, I don't know her that by it, the wrist. I don't know that it's never explicitly. I don't think it's ever explicitly said. Yeah, pause on that. That uh, in the show that Springer and RC are together, um, but that's the impression I get that they're boyfriend. So and girlfriend. he should hold her by the hand instead of grab. Well, see, then he let go. He does. That's weird. So it's not, but. Again, in the show, I was always. Like, I don't know if they ever address it. I'd have to watch everything all over again. That was a very subtle like gesture. I mean, you wouldn't normally pick that up. Yeah. If we hadn't froze that. Yeah, I know. Well, no, I it always I, I, it I always picked up me. on it. it yeah, always I always me. picked up on it because to me, I always wondered if there was this sort of um, you know jealousy or rivalry yes. dynamic between Hot Rod and Springer yes. for RC because there are points in the movie where RC and Hot Rod have some banter that you think well and and right now she cares so much about them but maybe she just cares about them why I, why does a relationship have to be a part of it maybe she just cares about her allies that are still trapped outside well, the city or is it because Hot Rod is her you know her uh, you know in a, they're in a, some kind of relationship but well, it's never overt. It's always what? sub. It's always kind of like bigger. Not, and maybe we're just all like, "This is the first time a fee a girl's True. around here. A girl's what's she doing? Oh my god! Well, does she like oh, him? No. Does she like him? Well, does she like me? Yeah, like they, don't, like they don't know how to handle gender. Right? Exactly. It is weird. It is weird. Like, it why, is weird. why would Transformers have gender at yeah, all? Obviously, really we don't know why that. I mean, Alita one. But um, also, it, uh, I will say that in the script, and this is, I, I have this in my notes way later because it comes into play whenever they're pushing the catapult into place, but legit in the script that is written, it says they have sexual tension between RC and Hot Rod. Oh. So it's, yeah. it's intentional. There you go. There you go. But again, I did feel that way in the cartoon too of like, there's sexual tension, but 
I felt it was like a not to get too far afield, but in like uh, the X Men, like it was a Cyclops, Jean Grey, Logan situation where uh, uh, Cyclops not quite as pronounced as that. Well, no, not but like uh, Springer and RC are together, and uh, Hot Rod is has the hot rod for her. Well, oh, speaking God. of uh, speaking of comics, <laughs> that was terrible. I've been reading the. I've been trying to read the full run of old Transformers comics. Mm-hmm. It's taken me forever because it's just hard to get to. Because some of it's not that fun to read. Yeah, but and that includes the British uh, issues. And Great Britain basically had like they follow the the Marvel continuity, but there's a ton more. Yeah, stuff they have this weird happens. run. And. Um, in the in their version of the story, there there's a lot more that centers around these 2005 characters and Hot Rod and RC. If I remember correctly, were in a relationship, but somehow broke it off, and she and Springer together, and Hot Rod doesn't like it. So within that dynamic, there certainly you know it was written a relationship between RC and Springer. However, in the cartoon world, I don't think anybody ever really talks about it, and I think after. Rod, or Otto, Hot Rod gets promoted, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They ever talk about it again? No. We don't know that they it's ever never... talk about her and Springer. She's just a female character doing yeah. doing her thing. Yep. She also has shades. Yep. I love her shades. They are like fucking 1989 cool mm-hmm. Modi. Hip hop is alive and well in New York style she shades. She has fucking lipstick. <laughs> she does. She does. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah, I love the shades too. Again, I mean, we have crammed so much. Uh, telescoping lenses into this <laughs> past like three minutes. Ron Friedman must have loved telescoping lenses. <laughs> He's like, they come down all the time. Let's just give everybody the ability to see them, further than they can see normally. If I, right. had, if I had them, I'd just always have them on. Oh, well, well, well you can't even like find the toilet. Um, but that's a, It's like when you see those old ladies out in public that just had like cataract surgery. (laughs) They've got those big shades on. Do you ever see that? I love seeing those ladies. I love those ladies. Terminator shades. Terminator shades. This is also a problem that we're about to see like at 1244, 40, yeah, here we go, 46. Uh, Is she seeing through the wall? Because there's no way she can have this vantage point. Well, no. Oh, and this is again where Starscream is again shooting. I will say this uh, to your. I, I had the same thoughts you did about okay. Starscream being everywhere at once. We don't know that that you that's can't true. prove that Starscream. You can't that see the could colors. Could be Thundercracker or Skywarp. It's not definitely not one of the Coneheads mm-hmm. because they don't have the stylized wings. Right. But I would assume that it should be Starscream because Starscream was dogging them earlier. Right. Right. But we then we saw Starscream dog the well, other guys. I mean, so it, unless he's just haphazardly just flying around and shooting randomly he, at whatever. He's a wild card. He went in and he <laughs> shot at... Uh, and maybe it's... Because uh, in video games, I know you, you, you fly... Like those Star Wars video games, you fly past your target and you're like, oh, I'll shoot well, up this and go and circle back and... Granted, oh, these guys. He is a jet. That's true. Yeah. He can get around pretty so He can find targets. He's nimble. Yeah. Do whatever. Of miles it's an true, and, and and also to this point, there's no proof that Thundercracker and Skywarp are here. Mm-hmm. We see Ram, we see some of the Coneheady guys, but we haven't seen Skywarp or Thundercracker. Although, but they are. We there. do see them later on yeah, during they're, the they're Galvatron there. sequence, so they're around. Never mind. But 
I will say also to your question about RC and Dirge is there too. I'm sorry about RC's visibility. She's obviously using the same kind of video technology that uh, Laserbeak was using when he was I, spying. You know, it's, I did think on one of my thoughts was, oh, that. is she tapping into a security camera? She's tapping into the cameras that are being used to film this movie. I said the same thing about Laserbeak. That's right. Why can't you guys get behind that? With me? This fourth wall breaking thing is uh, yes. is pretty unique to this yes. movie. So these guys are getting shot at, and he grabs her again, Caleb. By the mm. wrist, he again. grabs her again. He's like, Not "We cool. can't deal with this. We've got to transform the city. That these is, guys are grown ups. Right, yeah, let's go to straight." So either way, there along. is a level. We talked That's, a little bit about gender roles on a yeah. previous episode, mm-hmm. but you won't see. She that. is treated with those kind of like nineteen yeah. fifty uh, style yep. kid. Yep. Like glove, men know best. She needs to stop it with your emotion. We got to transform the city and get things going. This is not the place. There needs to be like male motivation. But it is weird to watch. Let's acknowledge it. Yeah, I mean, we are good third wave feminist allies. You will not. You will not see that. I hope you would not see that in animated things these days. No, I wouldn't think so. Get people. They get raked across the coals. Yeah, there. Um, there was one thing I was. Oh gosh, what was it? I will. Be, I will uh, say. I will. I will acknowledge that it's nice, at least, that they did introduce a female transformer. It's weird, though. It's not the first. Uh, she gets credit for being the first female transformer, but she wasn't. Though. Alita it's weird. One. All over the. Uh, well, there's Alita, Alita One. one. There's. There was a group. You know, there was an episode where these female transformers were harassing uh, Shockwave. It was like, female transformers. I that one. And really? it was a big deal about female transformers. Oh, really? Coming and stealing in it. They were like hijacking some energon from Shockwave. It was a whole thing. Really. Yeah, your I can't, favorite guy, Shockwave. You know, at least one. Uh, so chrom- like, uh, one of, at least one of them had a name, Chromia, and I can't remember. I'm sure I they mean, all had names. Mm-hmm. Check that out. But it was like that was truly. I don't know if that or the Alita One thing came first, but there have essentially been female Transformers from the beginning. Oh. Not that they've been given the opportunity for character development as much as RC has been. It's so but, weird. Uh, had been rather because they don't fuck. So like, that you know of, I guess. I think it. I don't know. I don't understand the. Um, I haven't read. I've said this multiple times, so I apologize. The IDW comics expand upon the dynamics, the relationship dynamics mm-hmm. of Transformers in a way that I that that obviously the cartoon never touched on. Yeah, it was meant for kids. Those in. comics are more meant for older people. Right. And and in fact, I think there would be what you might consider homosexual relationships in the IDW oh. comics, like the. Character and I haven't read them. I've only this. I only I barely know this, but I know that the character of Brainstorm and I think uh, Rewind. So Brainstorm was a headmaster mm-hmm. in G One. I don't know if he's a headmaster in IDW, but also Rewind, one of Blaster's tapes, apparently have some kind of uh, conjugal arrangement huh. together that is. Casey Kasem breaking in once again with your Transformers corrections. The Autobot Aaron is actually thinking of is Chrome Dome, not Brainstorm. As per usual, these fuckwits can't be trusted to know anything. Say, listeners, here's a shout-out from yours truly. Does anyone know how to exercise a spirit from eternal servitude? Because if you do, there's one fellow that would be real happy for the favor. As always, keep your feet on the ground, and I hope these three guys drown real slowly being waterboarded by their own urine. 
probably not considered it may or may not be considered homosexual it might be considered uh like when from a robot standpoint they're just in a relationship yeah. and there's a word for it i can't remember what it was i read about it but a word for like that they are like bonded together interesting in a like romantic ish way now that's all like has nothing to do with this because it's <laughs> evolved levels beyond this movie yeah and that's the thing about the comics is fun too like they they take it's like it seems like they're written by guys like us they're like oh we love this and we're expanding upon it and we're filling in the gaps of shit that didn't right. pan it, out precisely precisely when they're talking gender roles mm -hmm. it's trans weird they're transform yeah and then, and then they go and they transform, transform the city I love the transforming of Autobot City glowing things yeah, well, more like, glowing things yes <laughs> well you know you know by the way that they've they've, they've illustrated those, those are important components that have mm -hmm. that mean you know and we'll get into like, it in the next video. They might as well push a giant red button. I mean, that's, that's they're, they're, <laughs> and they're, maybe, they're, literally, they're, they're literally transforming something. Yeah, into and maybe this is the uh, like pre-version of the transformation cog that the city... Yeah, I'll, I need to go back and watch. The Scramble City is on a pre... So I have, I have a couple versions of Transformers the movie, and Scramble City is included as a bonus feature on one of them. And I'm almost positive that Metroplex... Transforms it as a character there, and but yet in the show after the movie he can't transform. I mean, this leads me to believe that the city does not have sentience. Right, they have to. Right, it's they just have to a city. Pull it's, some levers. It's just mechanics and yeah. make this happen. But um, and this isn't these. This is only the first of the levers they're going to have to pull to make this city go down. But so that basically brings the on-screen minute to a close. RC does not have back. <laughs> Honestly, that's something that the fandom is irritated oh, no. about. Not on screen. Actually, it's in the interpretation of RC as a toy character. So as a kid, RC was never turned into a toy. The G1 doesn't have an RC right. toy. Really? Right. I have a version of RC. Mm -hmm. I believe she's down there they never doing put some out, kneeling. They never no. put out an RC toy? Mm -hmm. They never put out an RC toy. The uh, So the Generations version of the character is just sure. down there. There's several third-party versions of the character coming out as well. But I think the thing that I've read that the fandom is irritated about is that they make her too curvy. Like this is oh. like this is like almost a sexist interpretation of the character sure. because she does know. have a round booty. She does she's have a, round a robot. Butt. Like here she's a robot, right? And she she has legs. She has round legs, round arms. I mean she yeah. has a fe she has feminine features. But in some people would argue that this is too feminized. Like that's ridiculous. Now you're just trying to create something for us to jack off oh, to. Oh, I, guess, I don't know that like I agree with that. If, she, if she's clearly, if she's supposed to be a woman, which she clearly is supposed to be a female Autobot, why not give her curves? Like, no, I yeah, I, I, I understand that, but I think yeah, most people, I guess this is more, this is more like an outfit for we'll battle, we'll and this a, is more like a swimsuit. Kind uh, of thing. I, yeah, I don't know that I agree. We'll take a picture of this RC and put it up on a Facebook and and uh, she is. Instagram, you would argue certainly more humanoid in her I, uh, in her interpretation. Hey, yes, you, although I would say also, I mean, they don't go to the extent of giving her like tits. I mean, it's still. I just mean, a, she has an upper shelf like. But it's a bust. all but. Like, but I guess shockwave has bigger. But I guess to, to make her, I guess to make her more, but to make her more in line with the movie, I suppose. You would, and I, I don't know, might have something to do with transformation as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you might like, all right, do some more angular parts. This as is a good opportunity. I don't know. We we have we do I we do have a, a I think a pretty good uh, female listening base, and I would like to ha hear some feedback 
about our female listeners. How do you feel about RC? How do you feel about RC? In terms of Transformers, is there sort of a uh, glass ceiling busting element to RC? Uh, because in modern, again, back going back to the IDW situation, there are more Transformers that are inspired by uh, feminine gender roles mm-hmm. that there's that were not in part of G one. They've just been created. There's a, there's a whole combiner that is really a combiner that is composed of five female characters that turns into one giant. And so oh, again, and this is a said without an understanding completely of how the IDW series handles gender roles within Transformers, but they are, but there are more female centric characters in that universe than there are in this universe. I mean, I'm pretty sure there. I don't, I can't remember if they introduce any more female roles in after. after oh, I don't think so. So yeah, but but, but Transformers does have a great. But female, the com- human female, real world female following. So, yeah, you know, and it maybe true. doesn't even matter to, to them. And that's know. like the YouTube thing I fell down watching um, with the Diaclone stuff. Uh, watching uh, collections uh, was a, a, a woman who um, loved that, loved Transformers, and like uh, collected all that stuff. And yeah, there is. It's, a, it's something that is cla- classically thought of as a, a male thing, but yeah, there are plenty of women. Some who of the greatest show. comic artists yeah. that are doing Transformers today mm-hmm. are females as well. So, uh, I mean, this isn't a place to talk about what females' roles, like uh, in real world roles are, but I'm just curious, I'm just really curious, but due to the fact that it is such, historically been such a male-centric, yes. I mean, obviously it was targeted towards yes. boys, and um, but but uh, but you know how does like how does that work? Well, I don't know. Let's keep it simple, like Ryan I'm said. Ignorant. Like we we would like to hear. It doesn't have to just be our female uh, constituents. We might need to summarize this into holes. Yeah, let, whole we'd thing. like to hear what you think about RC from a gender standpoint. Okay, guys. So I'm going to get into new vo- voice actors real okay. quick, and I'll try and make my way through this quickly. I've actually got dang it, another two pages of notes. Um, Perceptor. Yes. Paul Eating is the name of his voice actor. Uh, Perceptor was his only robot character on the Transformers. He also voiced a character named Deceptitran, mm. uh, Eurythmian Communicator, and he was an old man in Mad Men's Paradise, so he played some uh, non-robotic characters. Oh, somebody named Scrawny from an ep- episode called The God Gambit, and Z-Bob Scandana. That has to be Douglas uh, Adams' influence. Douglas Adams, Douglas Arthur. Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams, sorry. What was the name? Z-Bob Scandana. Other shows he was on, Mm. Ben 10, Cow and Chicken, Toxic Crusaders, The Jetsons, lots of video game work. Probably his most well-known, Colonel Roy Campbell from Metal Gear. I own, maybe I'm the only one among us that I don't remember that character. I, He's I the do. colonel that's always chiming in. Oh, Snake. Sh- Snake. Oh, in the original, don't do what you're doing. In the original NES? No, there was no voices on the original NES. Oh, that's right. Yeah, starting text. with the PlayStation. Yeah, you idiot. idiot. <laughs> Come on. Dummy. It's Metal Gear. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dumbass. Live action... <laughs> He he he'd been on, he's been on such shows as CSI Miami, ER, oh. Tales from the Dark Side, Ooh. Star Trek Next Generation, hey. and hey. Cheers. Oh, we all love two that. Of my favorites. Oh, cool. He's done some cool shit. Yeah, that's cool right. Stuff. We uh, are, now we like him. <laughs> now we like him. All of a sudden, uh, we, did we ever dislike him? I... Springer, uh, a gentleman by the name of Neil Ross, born in London. England, UK. Really? Don't you? You don't say. <laughs> I, I don't not. Sorry. I do. do. Wow. 
Hey, you don't say. Sorry. I believe uh, the <laughs> reason. I'm assuming the reason that uh, Caleb is enjoying himself so much. We have a lot of UK people that are listening yeah, to the show. Yeah, we do. By the way, I love that. I've been yeah, very pleased. Uh, like with our Twitter following, we get a lot of uh, people from Britain. We've got a pretty good amount of people from Canada, and we have a lot of uh, we ladies. Have a, ladies, yeah. And yeah. so uh, I really, really, really am uh, happy with the diversity That's that we great. have. Geographically and gender. Yep. So, Neil Ross, born in London, England, UK, Springer, was his most popular character, but he also did Bone Crusher, oh. Crosshairs, Hook, Six Shot, and Slag, uh, as well as a couple others. Uh, some non-Transformer characters, uh, G.I. Joe, you guys will like this, he yeah. did Shipwreck. Oh, I love Shipwreck. that's the best. <laughs> I, he this, was the best This character. is now my favorite well, guy Well, he was essentially ever. Jack Nicholson. Yes. <laughs> yes. From, like, yeah, from, uh, the, from last, the Last Detail. Oh, was that one? So there was a Jack Nicholson movie in the early seventies called The Last Detail, and he plays a navy a, a navy guy that uh, him and another gentleman. This is a good movie. Him and another gentleman go to um, they're like military police, only they're mm-hmm. like they're navy mil- military police. What they do is they go take custody of a navy guy that is going to be court-martialed, and they're mm-hmm. taking him to his court-martialing because he went AWOL. Gotcha. The guy that they're court-martialing is Randy Quaid. Oh, wow. And so it's all about their experience moving this guy, taking him to trial. I'm sure they become sympathetic to him, you know, perhaps. To a certain level. It's, 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 the last, it's his last detail. Um, it's weird not knowing anything about that movie, but yet movie. it was still obvious. It speaks to how every role Jack Nicholson does is a variation it's, of Jack Nicholson. Because yeah. that character of Shipwreck is so Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, he also did God. Keith from Voltron, some voices, Jim and the Holograms. This guy also has oh. Metal Gear history. He Metal Gear Solid 3, Vulgan. Lots of voiceover roles, cartoons, video games. In live action movies, the uh, Neil Ross, the voice of Springer, they often use him. It's funny, they, they use him as narrators or radio announcers. So <laughs> he even is a voiceover guy. When he's in live action movies, he's so, like, "Yeah, you got a voice. You got a face made for radio." In guy. Back to the Future Two, in Dick Tracy, Gremlins Two, too. Quiz Show, he plays like radio guys. Oh, that's in, like cool. you don't see his face. That's cool. He's got a. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff, and we we talked about uh, we've talked about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure a couple of times as a Dino De Laurentiis thing, mm-hmm. but also Frank Welker did the voice of Station. Well, Station. you'll recall there are two stations, and uh, oh, yeah. Mr. Ross does the voice of one of the, the other station. So those two guys yeah, have yeah, been it's so, it together forever. It's a, such a small community. Small community. So let's talk about Susan Blue for a second. Let's she, do. She, let's do. She did, uh, Susan Blue, if you'd like to talk about gender roles in Transformers, please call in now. Call in now. Call Autopod Decepticast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If a female voice is needed in the series, she was basically the go to. So in addition to RC, she also did another female robot named Beta who was a partner to Alpha Trion. So I guess mm. this does answer our previous question. We were saying, were there female robots in Season 3? And I think this was a Season 3 episode because it, she and Alpha Trion, they told a backstory of how they freed the Transformers from the Quintessons, who we come to learn later mm-hmm. on are the, the robotic creators of the Transformers. Well, and Alita 1, like I was saying, was... Uh, 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 in. It must have been a Season 2 episode because it was with the aerial bots... Uh, and Alita One was uh, uh, Optimus Prime's girlfriend whenever he was um, 
I'd have to rewatch that episode. Do we just think she was his girlfriend, or was it overtly like? <sighs> I mean, maybe I am projecting out in a like, movie theater. Maybe I am like, oh, they're just saying. Gosh, Everybody yeah. thinks of him that way, so That's I don't true. think you're wrong about that. So maybe I am just like a lot of questions in this episode. Projecting but... of like, oh, it's a male and a female together. They must be dating. But uh, it was uh, before he became Optimus Prime. Whenever he was still uh, Orion Pax. Okay. And they were made. Uh, he, uh, he was made into Optimus Prime and Alita. Uh, I can't remember her name before, but she was made into Alita One into battle hardened uh, uh, forms. Susan Blue was also Marissa Fairborn. A uh, popular character on the show, Karen Fishhook, Michelle, who was a, a, a some random production assistant. She also voiced RC in Transformers Animated, totally separate show, totally different universe. But uh, in Beast Wars, she had some roles, oh. Tiny Toons, The Simpsons, DuckTales, My Little Pony, Jim, among many, many others, wow. including that weird animated Ghostbusters that was yeah. not related to Ghostbusters oh. as we know. Not the one that was had like Peter Venkman and Slimer. It's called Ghostbusters, but, but they're in like a Ghost- weird wagon or yeah. something. And yeah, it's called Ghostbusters. That's why the uh, the show that we all know as Ghostbusters, oh, sorry, quote unquote Ghostbusters uh, is called the real Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Okay, we'll have to dive mm-hmm. into that one. Because that's, a, it was, I think it was a Hanna-Barbera vehicle. Perhaps. So she was involved in the that Ghostbusters. Sure. And live roles, mm-hmm. Three's Company, Knight Rider, Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood. I love that one. Do you That's really? one of my favorites. Well, she's, Do you re- recall who she plays? or her? Uh, What's her name? Susan Blue. She's a woman. <laughs> I mean, she must be... <laughs> Maybe she didn't. must be the mom in that, then. I, I, I mean, not for sure. I, the name doesn't... Uh, re- let, yeah, we'll look it up. Caleb look it up. is so done. No, no, no. No, no, I'm, f- no, no, I'm, f- I, I'm fine. I just... I, I, I'm cool. Okay. Right. I think okay. you were out of... No, 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 no. Keep going. I'm just looking real quick. I'm always just amazed at how the diversity these people have. Like, just... I mean... Yeah. She was it's on Knight Rider. Incredible. Yeah. What was it? The earlier sitcom she was on? Yeah. She's the mom. Oh, Yeah. Amanda Shepard. Uh, it looks like she dies. She does. She does. <laughs> what because a, what a cool the guy, career though. What a cool career to yeah. have to be able to do all this different. I know stuff. it's amazing because the guy she she does die because uh, the guy from Weekend at Bernie's whose name I can't remember <laughs> plays uh, her daughter's psychiatrist. Um, and he is, that's an awesome picture of him, uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, he shoves her at Jason to save himself and he's also a terrible person. That's why this happens? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, if you Google Susan Blue Friday the 13th Part 7, you'll see her murdered by I, Jason. Friday the 13th Part 7, I love because it's the only one where another paranormal ability comes in because her daughter is uh, telekinetic. And she kicks Jason's ass with her, her telekinesis. Awesome. And it is fucking awesome. Probably my third favorite Friday the 13th movie. So she's rocking and rolling in the 80s. Yeah. Rocking, rolling. So. Susan Blue. A couple things. Next episode, or I'm sorry, hang on. Script deviations. (laughs) Oh. Until Caleb decides to. That's a. I think I'll just. I just like for you to just keep doing that. You should take what I just did and then freak it. Deviations. <laughs> These are more notes than deviations, but RC is described on the script. Mm. I just remembered what I was going to talk about. Go ahead. 
It, it, it ties into this. As a lovely female Autobot of about Hot Rod's age. Mm-hmm. So they have age. I mean... Hot Rod, I think, seemingly is certainly but inexperienced a... compared to other okay. Autobots. All right, I see. <laughs> okay. You hate, you hate Hot Rod <laughs> so much. Well, he was talking more about age. That's true. Uh, and then Springer is listed as, like, he's described in the script as a very muscular and bantering, quote, Indiana yep. Jones type. That was what I was going to talk about, yeah. Okay. He's, he's modeled after Indiana Jones, supposedly. I mean, huh. yeah. Okay. Ultra Magnus is called a large and soldier, soldierly city commander. In that scene where the Starscream dive bombs them, Springer fires from his hip instead of his arm cannon, which is weird. And the script also lists. Dirge is the attacker, mm-hmm. as opposed to Starscream. Um, and Springer's blast is supposed to blow off Sturge's wing. Mm-hmm. Dur- excuse me, Dirge's wingtip. And there's no mention of Blur whatsoever. In fact, in the version of the script that I've been looking at, there's no mention of him until way later, until uh, they are trying to load the, uh, the 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 Dinobots onto the ship oh. when they're trying to escape. In the Wait, second uh, when, Gal- when Galvatron and Cyclonus come to... The second attack and of fly- Yeah, exactly. City. So, that like just all of a sudden, Blur exists <laughs> in that world. There's no no hmm. introduction of Blur. Yeah, I missed that. I guess I didn't uh, did not see that. In the- so, uh, so the introduction of Blur here was a good thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think uh, it's like they forgot about it. It is good. To- I think they did do a good job of like front-loading. And again, as a kid, I'm not dis- like discerning as to movies I watch, but I think they do a good job of like front-loading um, what these guys' characters are. Like, obviously, Ultramatics mm-hmm. is in control. Uh, Springer and RC are, you know, a thing. And then Blur is like a fast, like, uh, just, hey, what can I do? Uh, Ultra Magnus? <laughs> Guy. His name's Blur. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway. It just, I just thought it was It doesn't seem that creative to me. Hey, we got a guy named Blur. What are we going to do? Okay. I don't know. Well, make him fast or something. Well, like they, what the, like they came up with the name first, and then they decided That's what right. to do with him? Chomping around a cigar. Oh, I don't know. Make him fast or His something. His name's Blur. Make him Maybe. fast. Hey, he turns into a pickup truck. What do we call him? Cop. Cop. F- fuck up. Shut the fuck How up. How about... Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, our, our listeners. I gotta go home and <laughs> cut this shit <laughs> out. There's gonna be a lot to cut because we're at an hour recording. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, just... uh, so in the next episode, guys, we've got the transformation of Autobot City. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can talk more. Is it Metroplex? I don't know. Maybe we can try and find some evidence one way or the other. Yeah, before we should, the next I should episode. look that up. How? Uh, maybe more about how many Autobots are here? How many Decepticons are here? We're gonna see some more running around. Uh, how outnumbered are these guys really? And uh, I have in my notes here, is RC supposed to be somebody's lady friend? But <laughs> maybe we'll see more evidence of that in the next episode. So I think that's it. You got anything? No, I think uh, we've covered it. I'm good. Caleb Carter? I'm yeah. Good. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, <laughs> this has been a really long one. Yeah. Please listen to our show. Presumably you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and or TuneIn. Please tell your friends. Uh, about us to mm-hmm. and to listen. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can follow all of them at APODDCast. And feel free to visit our web presence at autopoddecepticast.com. And 
iTunes users and frankly Stitcher's users, frankly anybody where you can for you can uh, rate and subscribe, please do. Yes. Um, I'm assuming iTunes is probably the most prevalent. I would think uh, so. Give us uh, five things. stars, please. It really does help. And if uh, you don't like us, just uh, maybe not give us. Send us a personal. Yeah. You know, if you don't yeah. like us, send us a personal email at apoddcast at gmail. It was it apod apoddcast at gmail.com. We appreciate constructive criticism. That, yep. What, what we got wrong, what we got right, um, yeah. interact with us. We will we'd acknowledge love to, that. We'd love to talk to you guys. We have I don't want it. constructive criticism. Oh, I right. want an ongoing dialogue. Oh. A collaboration, if you will. We're I don't, all... I don't, I just want them to tell us how they feel. <laughs> I don't, we're all in this together. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Have fun with that one. Yeah.